Grab your hard seltzer, a glass of wine, or a shot of tequila. It's time for Girl Talk. Let's get real. Hollywood vibes. Test one, two. Okay, um, we're recording. Test one, two. That was so official. Yeah. Okay, so just just so y'all know, we are two... Well, not two, but... She's double fisting, and she won't let me drink tonight. See, I'm drinking water. Because she's hogging all the buzz balls. <laughs> That's totally how that happened. We're but a buzz empty. ball. And then each of us have a fireball shot in. Yeah. And then we're going to, what did you call it? <laughs> um, have z-z-z-z. Oh, yeah, we're going to have z's. Isn't that a word? Yeah. Half z's. Yeah. There you go. We're going to have z's. All right. Episode 12. I was going to say 11, but you're right. It's 12. Yeah, it's 12. Woohoo! I do that every episode. Woohoo! Woohoo! It's a necessary celebration for every episode. Another episode. <laughs> Woohoo! Exactly. What are we drinking tonight, Cheryl? Um, well, <laughs> I think you already told everyone, but I'm going to say it again. We have had a lot of Colada Buzzball. We have had two and a half total. No, three shots total. So one and a half each mm-hmm. of Fireball. Mm-hmm. That's about where we're sitting right now. Yeah. We pre-gamed good. Time. Yeah, we did. Yeah. So, this episode, episode 12, we're going to talk about the upkeep. Of being a woman. Holy yes. shit. Oh yes. my gosh. The upkeep of being a woman. And it's completely different than the upkeep of being a man. Right. And the pressure that we, f- I don't even want to say put on ourselves. I think that is out there in society whoever wants to take claim for it can you know marketing or wherever you want to put it on but just that idea that we have to look a certain way and have a certain body and always look cute with makeup on and combed hair and it's it's a pressure that we put on ourselves but we put it on ourselves because everywhere you go social media tv the mall Target, like anywhere you go, you're flooded by all of this makeup that you have to have and Botox that you should put on and implants and specific clothes. And that was so not personal. I'm just giving examples. Okay. I kid you not. I 100% was thinking of Kim Kardashian's no, I don't. ass. No, it's fine. I was thinking no. of Kim Kardashian's no, I, ass. It's <laughs> No, I really was. She has that big, big ass. And I feel like people are doing squats for the rest of their lives trying to get that butt. No, but yeah, it's not real. But, but it's not real. Yeah. No, you would do have a point. It's not real. And I laugh, but you take, don't take it personal because I laugh because it, it, it's like, it's funny. But I do have implants. Cheryl and I are completely different in the fact that I have implants because I lost a bunch of weight and my boobs hit my toes. <laughs> no joke. Okay, no joke. One, I, I don't know if he and I have told you this, but... One morning <laughs> after I lost, I lost close to 70 pounds. Mm-hmm. And so one morning he w- rolled over <clears throat> and he like put his hand on my chest to grab a boob. And literally with his eyes closed, goes, oh, I think a boob burglar got you in the middle of the night. <laughs> and that's when I knew <laughs> these bitches are getting full. <laughs> when I laid down, it was as flat as this table. Aww. Like I went from a D naturally to losing weight to when I laid down, it was like nothing. 
I was okay. I was a wall. Wow. Yeah. And so that's when I was like, yeah. Plus, you know, the divorce. So the divorce paid for that. Well, and, and it's, but. I brought it up not as, <clears throat> like, I have no problem with the, whoever wants to get implants. I don't care what you do with your body or anyone does with their body. I feel like there is a lot of pressure from external forces to look a certain way. And you can't look a certain way when those people don't even look that way to begin with. That was my implant. Nothing makes me more mad than to look at Instagram and see this is going to come off judgmental in the wrong way. It's judgmental, but it's not judgmental how it's going to sound. So I'm going to preface that. (laughs) I don't know if that makes sense. It, it, It will. There is nothing wrong with being 23, 24, 25, never having children and looking amazing because I looked amazing. As did I. Yeah. 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 For sure. But the thing is, is that there is a difference between Instagram fitness people and Instagram models that claim that they get this in the gym. Mm -hmm. And so everyday people like you and I look at those and we're like, oh, we can achieve that just by a gym. Right. But we've had one, two, three, four or five kids, whatever. And we're older and no, you, you can't achieve that through a gym to look like that there. You have to factor in everything. So I think there's a lot of false advertisement on Instagram and social media um, TV, movies, TV, it's yeah, everywhere. Everywhere. It's magazines. Everywhere. It's in your face 24-7. Yeah. A lot of false advertisements. So whenever someone says, oh, your boobs look fantastic, I come clean immediately. And I say, oh, thank you. They're not real. <laughs> because I don't want them to think that after having three kids and losing, you know, 65 pounds and all that, that they were real. Right. Because no, they, they took work. And I think that's very important for people to understand that what you're seeing that's out there and the standard that's out there is not necessarily a realistic standard. Exactly. Yeah. And that was my only point yeah. by bringing up those things that I brought up. I don't care who does what to themselves. If you want to, if you feel like it's going to make you feel better about yourself, then go for it. Yeah. Cool. It, it's the people that I feel like chase that idea of beauty in an unhealthy manner. Oh, 100%. And we we yeah. all know someone, everyone knows someone who does yeah. that, you know, whether it's uh, they're addicted to cosmetic surgery or they spend thousands of dollars in products to try to look like they're 21 when they're pushing 50. And it it's that idea that society pushes in our face all the time that we have to maintain this look like we're 20. Yeah. But we're not. We're not 20. And the idea of growing old gracefully and looking your age is not something that's as celebrated, in my opinion. I think it's getting there. I, I think with the idea of going gray naturally being accepted more and body, I feel like body shaming has been not conquered, but at least taken on by a lot of females. Mm-hmm. So I feel like we're getting somewhere, but I feel like we still have a long ways to go. I will fully agree with that. At the same time, I will go on and, and say that I don't want it to come off like we're not shaming, but like we're down on, you know, cosmetic surgery and things like that. Because no. like I said before, you and I are completely different where I, I'm fine with Botox and mm-hmm. I'm fine with filler and I'm fine with having my boobs done. There's this trend on TikTok. This will this will simplify it. Oh, yeah, we this, talked about this yeah. recently. Yeah. There's this trend on TikTok where 
people are saying, can we normalize a woman looking her age? But can we normalize not judging right. how a woman wants to look like, you know, we've talked about it before. I've invited you to a Botox party and you're mm-hmm. like, no, thank you. And that was totally fine. And you didn't judge me for wanting to go. Of course not. So can we normalize just being okay with a woman being comfortable in her own body, no matter how she chooses it? Right. Yeah. Right. No, you're right. That's a, that that hits the nail on the head perfectly. Like, and you're right. You and I are on polar opposite ends of this and and that's fine. I don't care what you do. You don't care what I do. And that is the healthy way to go about it. Who cares what anyone does as long as we do our own thing. Right. And nobody judges anyone else. Like, I don't care what you do. It's your body. Yeah. And, and you don't and care what I su- do. And you would support me no matter what. And I would support you no matter what. Absolutely yeah. so. Yeah. As long as we're being healthy and, you right. know. It's a different group, I think, of people who are trying to keep up with this idea of what beautiful is right and and it's a fake idea in a lot of times right at least if you're going to pursue that or see that as an example understand what they went through to get it understand that that kim kardashian's butt or whoever's butt you're not going to get that by doing squats in the gym right you'll get a farmer butt but if you want that butt then you're going to get that butt by going and getting implants or Brazilian butt lift or, you know, whatever. That's right. all fucking surgical. Right, exactly. So if anything, I want to normalize, number one, being okay with a woman being comfortable in her own body no matter what she chooses. But I also want to normalize being open and honest. Like, I'm right. so sick and tired of these fitness experts. And I use air quotes because shut the fuck up. Right. I'm tired of them acting like... They got that from the gym. Right. When Because they're overly healthy. Yeah, because they're... Exactly. You have to take into age. You have to take in... Did they have children? You have to take it. There's so many other fucking factors. So can we normalize just being open and honest about your body and where you are in your right. life? Like that's... If you want to inspire people, then I want real people to inspire real people. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah. And I I feel like we're coming a long ways with that. Mm -hmm. If you think back to when we were 20 something, everyone was striving for this certain look. And I, I feel like it took a really bad turn when social media got popular because then everybody was, yeah, everybody had more access to all of these people that we thought were in our heads, you know, ideally beautiful or our idea of what we wanted to look like. So then we could dive in more to that. But then I feel like maybe in the last couple years and maybe before that, but at least it was brought to my attention in the last couple years that that's taking a turn. You know, you see more plus size women rocking bikinis. You see more yeah. people just being happy with who they are and what they look like and celebrating that instead of the societal pressures to all look like Barbie. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. yeah. And if you want to look like Barbie, that's that's fine, but right. that shouldn't be everyone's golden standard. That led us to this whole conversation of when you're in a relationship. That's kind of what our whole point is tonight, is to talk about relationships and the comfort level within a relationship. When you finally get that perfect relationship where your comfort level is, you can just 100% be yourself. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I. I think in the past, I haven't had that level of comfort. Even being married for 22 years, I don't feel like I completely ever felt that level of comfort where I was truly 
okay being myself. Mm-hmm. And I didn't feel that need to constantly need that upkeep. It, it does. I have, in past relationships, I've felt like the upkeep was almost necessary to maintain the relationship. Yeah, exactly. If that makes sense. Well, yeah, because yeah. our generation, I feel, is is the generation of, oh, oh, yeah, she let herself go. And that's an excuse. Like, that's an okay reason for someone to cheat, for someone to look elsewhere, for there to be problems in a relationship. Oh, well, she let herself go. Yeah. Well, did she let herself go or... Was there is other underlying issues? Right, right, yeah. right. And why is that an okay reason? Just because she gained a little weight while she was pregnant or she maybe doesn't have the time to look as nice as she might have in the beginning. But, you know, when you have young kids and life is busy, <clears throat> you just don't have that same time like you did before. Oh, 100%. And I, I'm, one as always, going to disclaimer. We're not downing dads or men or anything like that. Oh, no, no, no. But we're just talking from a woman's perspective. And it, like, I always go back to my religion where we're a lot like the Catholics where we pop out kids right and left. (laughs) So we go into it. You know, we're married at 19, 20, 21. You know, we marry young. And then we are having kid after kid after kid after kid. And as a woman, sometimes you're focused because you are the nurturer. You know, mm-hmm. you are the main parent at home and you keep the house together and, you know, the kids together and whatnot. So it all boils down to you become so focused on the house and the kids and your husband and being the manager that you don't have time for yourself. Right. And so now you're six kids in or five kids in or whatever. Shit. I couldn't even handle myself at two. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) However many kids in, but yeah, yeah. Right. You're however many kids in and you, you don't think about yourself. You you don't have time to think about yourself. Absolutely not. And you, next thing you know, you have gained some weight or you don't care about how you dress as much. And, you assume that your marriage is strong enough that you're not focused on, you know, keeping up appearances and making sure, you know, the girls are higher and right. their belly's flat. And in my religion, I've seen so many women end up like that. And then the husband either cheats and or becomes addicted to porn because the, the women in porn are voluptuous and they've got the flat stomach and the big ass and the big boobs. Right. And so if that's what they want... They're not allowing their wife time to even focus on getting It's a that. huge missing link. If that's what you want, then take care of the kids for a couple hours while your wife goes to the gym and has right. time to work out. Or fucking or communicate that with your wife exactly. to say, hey, babe, right. we need to both do self-maintenance. Because you ain't looking so hot right now either. <laughs> exactly. But right. we should both focus on self-maintenance. So why don't I watch the kids while you go to the gym and you watch the kids while I go right, to the gym. Right. But that just fucking doesn't happen. And women are these baby factories in my religion and then are find themselves divorced with five kids mm-hmm. because they've let themselves go. Well, we fucking let ourselves go because we're raising your goddamn kids. Right. <sighs> Right. And you do. And you lose all sense of, I I know for me, I had postpartum depression. And so my, my entire existence was just making sure that I got my ass out of bed to change diapers and feed my child. I was not worried about what was in style, what I looked like. I I was in survival mode. And eventually, you know, I I got out of that. But during that time, I didn't care what I looked like or what I felt like, or if I was attractive. 
And I feel like that's okay. There's not a problem with that. That's part of of growing up and part of the stages that we go through. It's just societal pressure that, you know, we see these pictures of these perfect put together women with their little infants and most of us just don't look like that when no. we're nursing infants. No, I, I wish marketing and social media and movies and TV, I wish they would, and and sometimes they do, mm-hmm. and it's, it's so getting refreshing. Better. It's getting better, yeah. It's so refreshing when they do, but I wish that they would show a realistic version of of a woman's life. We're not, it's getting better, but mm-hmm. we're just not there yet. Right. I feel like social media set us back a little bit. And then I feel like lately, it, and I'm going to actually give TikTok a shout out for this because I feel like TikTok has started a huge trend where people are loving people being realistic. Yeah. They are like the most viral videos on TikTok are people being realistic, their true selves, no filters, no holds yeah. barred. And, and I think that is is a sign that America is ready for that. Yeah. Like I, we, our society is ready for the realistic version of life. Right. Real housewives, that is such an oxymoron because it's not a real housewife. No, not at all. Being, you know, $30,000 a month, you know, on just your house alone, you know, spending that or, or going through a divorce and, oh, I'm only going to get $50,000 a month for the rest of my life. Ugh. That's not fucking realistic. No. And I think we've moved towards getting out of that. Yeah. I I do feel like that has definitely shifted. I don't know if it was quarantine and we all just kind of slowed down and looked at the rest of the world and realized, well, now we're in the middle of this pandemic and we're all the same. Like everybody's just trying to not get COVID. Yeah. I I don't want to say it was definitely the pandemic because I feel like a sort of movement, at least for women, was starting you know brewing before Mm -hmm. that but it definitely helped that we all sat still and our connection to the outside world was social media for however long you know during the pandemic and I I do feel like that helped a lot like it gave us a chance to just slow down and look at what's going on around us and realize we're all just done it's exhausting it's yeah. exhausting to yeah. i mean the whole name of the show is <clears throat> keeping up with the kardashians yeah. right like like i don't want to keep up with it. like no. I, i'm not speaking for myself yeah. because i've never seen an episode of that show but i know a lot of people are constantly you know monitoring what's hot and what's out there and what will make you look good and what will make you fashionable and all that kind of stuff and maybe we're finally starting to turn that corner and realize that there's more important things than God, I what we so. were focused on before. I hope so because I, and don't get me wrong, I love me some real housewives. You know, well, yeah, I, of I love them because they're an absolute shit show. They, they're an absolute shit show. Every freaking one of them is a, is a shit show. But normal everyday people don't go out and spend you know three thousand dollars. It's it's just no wonder we are as women so depressed and struggle within ourselves with insecurities and things like that because all we see whether it be on tv or social media or anything all we see is this unrealistic version of us Mm -hmm. and expectation of us and that's just not right it's it's not real yeah but i I do feel like you said that that people are starting to show and talk about more of the realistic side 
try a reality show where it's just everyday people trying to fucking make it in the world. And, and they <laughs> have they have interesting stories. Uh, like a TV executive, they would say, well, that's boring. But no, look at TikTok. Yeah. Everyday people. You have the one lady that, who's a sleepwalker and she records. She's so funny. I love her. <laughs> The stuff she does yes. in her sleep. Oh my god! I love her. And then, she makes me laugh so much. Then you much. have the 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 grannies or the you know Gen Xers who talk about being a Gen X or being right. a baby boomer. It, show everyday realistic blue collar life because that's that's truly what I'm seeing the trend of people mm-hmm. starting to cling to. Like, oh yeah, that's reality. And we want to know how you cope with the same reality we have. Right. That's what we need to show more. Well, right, because we showcase so much of the upper class. I, I don't want to say just the 1%, but I think they've kind of been named the 1%. But, you know, the yeah. the rich people of yeah. our country. And we showcase that so much that it just fucks with the rest of our heads. But if you showcase... The everyday person, I, I feel like we're ready for that. We just want to see someone else that we can look at and say, oh, my gosh, me too. Mm-hmm. I I feel exactly the same way because. Or I, glean something from yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I can't glean shit from reality TV. <laughs> I can't glean anything from that. No, no. I'll, I mean, it's interesting. Like you said, it's a shit show, so it's interesting to see. But it doesn't help me be a better, you know, version of myself. It's just something I look at as over there. Yeah. Well, you know, and entertaining. I, right. equ- I equate watching all of like that Bravo reality TV to the same thing as watching Step Brothers or the hangover. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, yeah. it's like mind. I don't have to think. And it's like mind numbing entertainment. Right. And that's right. it. I get nothing from it. Right. Other than just I'm entertained. Whereas when you see other videos or or shows of real life people, then it's like, oh, hey, I see myself in that. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Exactly. And and I really want to thank TikTok for that because I think there's been a huge push where people are really starting to cling to realistic stories, realistic Mm -hmm. realism. Right. In general. And another thing that I've seen on TikTok that I'm sure you have too because we're on similar sides of TikTok is the way people cheerlead for each other. Oh. I love that. I it, love it's that. It's growing. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. It's really cool to it's watch. It's amazing. Yeah. Like the, the stories of uh, like the misconnection stories that pop up mm-hmm. on there, which I know Craigslist <clears throat> had like that missed... Is that what yeah, it's missed called? Op- missed, missed, opp- missed opportunities, missed connections. Yeah, missed Something like missed that. connections. Yeah. yeah. And so now TikTok's kind of taking that over and, you know, someone will post a video of, hey, to the guy that I danced with at, in this club. And then all of a sudden everyone in the comments is like, hey, we got to find this guy. Yeah. This is the best love story ever. And it, it's so cute to see the unification that comes out of that. Oh, yeah. You know, if, instead of people tearing each other down because they're not exactly the same, they're just rooting for each yeah. other. And I, I feel that's, like that's to me, that's the thing that resonates with people. Absolutely yeah. so. Yeah. And it's beautiful. We just need more of it. Yeah. And, and if we keep pushing that, then hopefully I feel like we are at a place in our lives where we're comfortable being who we are. But hopefully then that can start from an earlier age where people don't have to go through such a difficult time being comfortable on their own skin yeah regardless of what that yeah. skin is color <laughs> size you know whatever preferences yeah whatever exactly yeah. exactly yeah so going back to 
what we, I know we always go off on tangents. Always. <laughs> but going back to our original topic and being in a relationship, you were sharing something earlier that I thought was pretty cool about being in this relationship, how you truly can be yourself. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I, I I went through all of those stages, you know, that we talked about where where I did see social media and magazines and just thought, oh my gosh, I'm never going to be like those people. Yeah. And I can be the healthiest, best version of myself and still not look like that or, or, you know, have that attainable to myself. But as I get older, I, I learned to be more comfortable with that. And then in my current relationship, it, it's like a whole nother level of comfort for me because I'll... I, I like to look nice when we go yeah. out, you know, I'll do a little something with my hair, do some makeup, yeah, dress up, <laughs> dress up, dress up uh, you know, Cheryl style. <laughs> I don't really dress up, but, but I, yeah, yeah. I go overboard. Yeah. You're, you're the dressier one <laughs> yeah. of the two of us for sure. But I'll put on my clean jeans, you know, for a night. <laughs> my, my better pair of Converse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we definitely have different, you know, ways of dressing up, but uh, I'll, I'll look nice, but, but the minute we get back to my camper, it, it, it's all off. I I take it all off and, and the first couple months I would say in my current relationship, I didn't, I just stayed in my, my nice clothes and looked cute. And now I just am like, forget it. I want to be comfortable. So it all comes off and I have this because I live in a camper and this purple oversized t-shirt with little campers all over it and it says happy camper and which, it's, which it's, is your whole thing and it's so nerdy and so ridiculous and so not sexy but that's what I do I, I get back to the camper and I put that on and I take my contacts off and I put my glasses on and I probably look like the biggest nerd in the world See, um, and I don't care, yeah, and he doesn't it, care, and yeah. it's great. It's so nice. In our relationship, starting off, you know, I always cared about, oh, what do I look like when I wake up? And, right. And you, everyone goes, that's normal. You go through that period, and then now you're like, today we were cleaning the house, and I look like death formed over. You know, I had my hadn't showered all day and was sweaty because it's a thousand degrees here in Texas oh. and in the house, and you know, I had my hair put up in a bun, and it wasn't even a cute bun. It was just. It was ridiculous fun, and you see my scalp, you know, different places, and I, I looked a mess, you know, and when I wake up in the morning, I don't worry about, you know, breath and about, no. and it, to me, that's not letting yourself go, that's that's allowing yourself to be who you are. To be human. Yeah, to we be We all human. wake up with gross morning breath, yeah. and why why should we pretend like we don't? Yeah. We all do. Yeah, we all have morning breath. We all fart. We all burp. We all shit. We all right. You know, it, it's it's human nature. You know, we all go through weight fluctuations. Someone, some may not, but right. you know, if someone truly loves you, they love you no matter what, and they love you through no matter what. And mm-hmm. if you do want to make a change, and you know, you for whatever reason or you want to get healthier. That person should jump in and and be a part of that as opposed to, you know, I got to figure it out on my own or I got to figure out to make him stay or I got to figure out to. That's the dangerous mindset is when you feel like you have to look a certain way or act a certain way or dress a certain way for someone's attention. Mm -hmm. 
But if you're doing it for yourself because you want to feel healthier, you want to look cute or whatever the case may be, then I feel like that's the right reason. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to go even further to say not just someone's attention, but someone who you're either married to or been in a relationship for a long time. If you're still doing that in a long-term relationship, there's a problem. Amen. Oh, that's so true. Yeah. If, if you're still feeling like you have to get up in the morning, put makeup on before you know, he sees, or you have to, you know, do certain things behind his back, you Mm -hmm. know, so he doesn't know or doesn't see to maintain that appearance or persona or whatever. That's the problem. Right. Is if you are in a relationship and you can't 100% let your hair down and be yourself. Yes. I'm not saying let yourself go. I'm not, I'm not saying that because there, there is that whole attraction level. There is that his feelings matter too and whatever. But if, if you're in a relationship and you feel like you're constantly having to look a certain way or be a certain thing to keep that person attracted to mm-hmm. you, then that's a problem. Right. That's a problem. Well, yeah, absolutely. If you want to look good for your significant other, that's on you. That's because you want to look cute and you want to feel cute for them, but not because you feel like it's an obligation to the relationship. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. An obligation to maintain the relationship. Right, right. Yeah. I fully 100% agree yeah. with that. And, and I think sometimes we, in relationships, I, I'm guilty of it, where we end up in that. <laughs> you know, we end up oh, in, yeah. that, in that position where, and then you have to ask yourself, I don't want to say, is it really love? But you do have to ask yourself, is it a true relationship if you you do feel like you have to look and act or be a certain way in order to maintain that interest. Yeah. Is is that healthy? Is it healthy? Yeah. Fuck no, it's not healthy. (laughs) I'll say it. No, it's not healthy. No. Oh my God. Not at all. Whenever I got divorced and, or separated at first and suddenly realized that I don't have to, wear cap sleeves and I don't have to wear shorts Mm -hmm. to my knees and I don't have to, you know, I can show my cleavage and I can, you know, wear a bikini if I want to. Whenever I got to the the first time I did that, I was like, wow, I can actually be myself, wear what I want to and not have to live up to a certain standard in order to maintain my marriage. Well, that that had to be like a double-edged sword for you because not only were you doing something different from what was normal in your marriage, but you were also doing something different than what's accepted in your religion. Both. Yeah, exactly. So I can imagine that had to be like doubly stressful. It was a lot of overthinking. You know, I'd, I'd go shopping a simple shopping trip to target with my kids. I'm looking at my girls and saying, okay, Let's try to find y'all shorts that go down to your knees so that I'm not judged by other moms and dads Mm -hmm. and you're not judged by other kids and parents. And then let's now let me go over there and try to find something that's not a tank top or that's not cut too low Mm -hmm. or, you know, that has a cap sleeve on it, but it's a thousand degrees in Texas. So I don't want, you know, a full sleeve, but I still want to be sexy, but I'll be honest, that that was a huge reason why I just stopped caring about my body is because it's hidden. Right. I'm forced to fucking hide it. Yeah. So why should I care? I feel bad saying that, but why should I care if I'm constantly 
hiding it. And then that led to me, you know, not caring about my body and gaining weight and getting heavier. Mm -hmm. And then that led to him found out later that, you know, he had issues with it when he wasn't small either. But we, we both let ourselves go trying to keep up with this ridiculous standard of hiding our bodies and clothing and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then we suddenly weren't attracted to each other anymore. You know, we weren't, wasn't the same as when we first met and we cared and we took care of ourselves Mm -hmm. and we let ourselves go because of religious standards. Do you feel like the standards are, do do you feel like, no, 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 I'm not worried about offending you. I just don't know the right way to, to word the question. Do you feel like the standards are built in a way that make both of you feel less sexy. And so then there's just like that less attraction to each other. We were not supposed to feel sexy. Right, right, right. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Like that's what I'm trying that's, to get at. That, I don't know the right way to ask it, but I feel like the religion almost body shames you. No, hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. Not almost a hundred percent body shames you. If you have natural big boobs, those you don't want an uplifting bra like i never bought a bra i was a d naturally like i said earlier but mm-hmm. i never bought a bra that like accentuated that mm-hmm. i would always buy a bra no padding no you know no underlift anything i tried not to wear tight clothing that would be like boobs and then if jeans were too tight you know that was a big no-no like mm-hmm. we were not supposed to accentuate the body. And so when you don't look sexy, you don't feel sexy. Right, right. When you don't feel sexy, you don't feel sexy in the bedroom. You don't feel sexy with your significant other. And so all of that goes away. And then you just stop giving a shit, mm-hmm. you know. And the next thing you know, you're not sexually attracted to each other. And then it's like a snowball effect. It just goes bigger and bigger and bigger. And then they want to bitch, moan, and complain because their divorce rate is so big. Well, let fucking couples be sexy and let them be dirty and let them... You want them to stay in a monogamous relationship? Then allow them to explore and adjust and be sexy and show, you know, a little cleavage. Because you know what's happening? I think the last time I I looked, it was like in the 70s, 70% of Mormon men have watched and or are addicted to porn and or have cheated. Hmm. Like, it, and by cheating, I mean literal and also mean emotional and also mean thought, you know, that whole, that's what I want, but I'm stuck with this type of thing. Right, you know, right. Well, that's not our fault. Our Yeah, well, I, I think society already does that a lot with our generation, but then you add religion on top of it mm-hmm. and it's doubly dangerous because society already gives you that idea of like what you have at home isn't as enticing as what could be out there. Right. Oh you know? yeah. Yeah. That, and and we see that all the time, in, yeah. whether it's magazines or movies or social media, like that's always the idea of what, what you have at home might be secure and might be cute or whatever. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like, Ugh. But look what's over here. Yeah, you got hot fucking women over there. Right, right. And And the idea that the hot woman could be your wife is not something that I think has been traditionally celebrated. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, the the, the hot woman is the bimbo. Right, right. You know, is the hoe. Right. Well, no, no, that's not true. And maybe if you lease, release those binds a little bit and allow... A, a woman and or a man to be more sexual with each other and give a shit about their bodies and, you know, show their husband a little bit of cleavage and text him 
you know, hey, I'm not wearing underwear. And, you know, that type of thing, those little playful things are what keeps the attraction and right. that, that fire burning because right. you have to maintain that passion. Otherwise, you just end up being like fucking roommates. and That then, procreate. Yeah, that procreate. Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely so. So, yeah, I 100% attribute the, the church's ridiculous standards to the divorce rate within the church. Yeah. And I know I know more friends that have gotten divorced than I do friends that have stayed married in the church. Yeah. Wow. I, I think I can say that in my friendships now as I think through it. I don't know. Like, I'd have to sit down and do the math, but it's pretty damn close. Yeah. The amount of, I mean, look, just look at the group that we grew up with, you know. True. You're right. Within our friend group, I think more have yeah. divorced and stayed together. Yeah, which I think is in line with, you know, the <clears throat> national. Is that a national average or an international average? I don't 65%. know. 65%. I think a national. I'm pretty sure it's national because I, I think in certain other countries, divorce, divorce still isn't, isn't yeah, a, yeah, it's not a, an option still. Yeah. Well, it's not a, a regular thing. It's not a, yeah. they tend to work through it or they tend to stay because divorce is shameful. Topic. Right. Yeah. Kind of like it was here 50 years ago or so. Yeah. yeah. I feel like less people got divorced and you just kind of stuck it out. Yeah. Even if you're miserable. And I don't think that divorce should be your first option. I no, don't. of course I'm not. No, 100% no, no. not an advocate of that. But when you don't allow a man and woman to communicate what their needs are and you add religion, you add society, you add whatever, you add that in and now they can't even have a clear conversation about what they need from each other because of all these other pressures. Right. They're doomed. You are absolutely right. And what you said earlier resonates when you get into a relationship where you can 100% be yourself. Like my husband always tells me, you know, I, I personally, I like Botox. I like a little cheek filler. Mm -hmm. I'll never get my lips done, you know, all that. But I, I like a little here and there. (laughs) And that's not out of vanity. That's out of me feeling comfortable in my body. That's what I need and what I want to feel comfortable in my, in my own right. body. And if I'm sexy in my own body, then I can be sexy to him. Absolutely. Type of thing. Right. So that's important to me. But he, you know, even me saying that, he, he still will say, you know, you don't need those things. But does he stop me? No, because if that's what I need, then he supports it. Well, right, because you're doing it for... The right reason. Right. You're doing it because it's what you prefer for your own body. And you don't care what anyone else does. And you're not doing it because someone said, oh, hey, you got this little line here. Right, right. You're not doing it because of outside pressure. You're just doing it because that's what makes you feel good. Right. And I'm not. Why not? And I'm not doing it to make him see me as sexy. Right. I'm doing it so that I feel sexy. Yep. So then I could be sexy. Right. You know, when you're comfortable in your own body, like your sexual power just unleashes. Absolutely. Yeah. And I I think that's what it all should boil down to is we all have to do what makes us feel best, what makes us feel sexiest, what makes us feel desirable. And that's individual. Mm -hmm. And if everyone could just accept that, it would make it so much easier. Oh, yeah. And if society and reality TV and social media would show more of a variation that everyday person could relate to. That would be amazing. Yeah. That'd be super because I, as much as I love those shows, I'm starting to be annoyed by them because they don't fit my life in any way, form or fashion. 
Like there's nothing in their life that resonates with me. And there, there is a very definite cookie cutter version of people that go on a lot of those shows. Oh, and I'm not saying they're they're not their own individual person because I'm sure they are. But visually, you know, there there's definitely a a standard. Oh, 100 percent that yeah. that they put up. They don't want ugly people on TV, right? And by ugly, I mean average. Which you were before you were. Yeah. Several thousand dollars worth of work. Yeah, exactly. And again, I know that's not everybody, but for the yeah. most part. Yeah. yeah. But I, I feel like we are getting there little by little. Like Target has plus size mannequins now. Yeah. Which okay. are questionably plus size. They're more like average size. Yeah. But I know they're, their heart is in the right place. Yes. You know? And did you hear that Victoria's Secret's models for this year's uh, runway show are going to be just normal people, not angels? No. Yeah, what? they're they're what um, the fuck? I know. Athletes and other people that they've chosen. Not not your normal person off the street, but normal sized people. Not just angels, not tall. Yeah. Very, very huh. thin. Yeah. Which I thought was interesting. Yeah, I'll have to I'll have to check that I out. I just read see. that this morning. When America's next top model started adding in plus size models. I thought, what a wonderful concept. Right. Like, honestly. But their version of plus size was a size 8, size 10, size 12. That's really big. Yeah. And (laughs) Tara Banks kept calling her plus size. And I thought, okay, you bitch, that girl would not shop at Lane Bryant. Like, that girl still shops at American Eagle and all those other stores. Like, yeah, that no, that's my. That angers me. Like she thought she was doing this wonderful thing by adding a plus size model. Like twelve is not plus size, which just adds on to the body issues that so many girls that size have. Yeah, because I'm no, sorry, but a so size eight or body a size dysmorphia yeah, issues. Exactly, a size eight or a size ten is not plus size. Yeah, that's an average size woman. Right, and when you have Tyra Banks, who's the the goddess of models right saying oh plus size and oh but you're a plus size model right like shame on her shame on you yeah tyra at tyra banks yeah tyra banks yeah right so so all the other Mm -hmm. girls who are a size 14 size 16 and up do shop at you know yeah the plus size stores are like wait that's plus size yeah what am i (laughs) exactly yeah and then you and then on top of that, so you've got that issue, but now you've got young girls that are going through middle school and high school that are a size 10 and are a size 12, and now they're like, oh my God, I'm plus size. I'm plus size, right, when they're perfectly yeah. normal for their age. Like, fuck that. And that I'm is sorry. so fucking toxic. It is very toxic, as was the word normal that I just used. I meant normal and, like, healthy body Right, right. Yeah, Yeah. no, I I understood what you meant. But, yeah, so... No, that is toxic. And and we all... We've raised girls, so we know how young that starts. Oh, my God. When they're worrying about their weight. Calories and their their weight. Living up to the standard. Well... Yeah, I, I think it's harder to parent that away like it, it it's harder to keep your girls oh and boys i'm sure boys have those same pressures i just didn't raise a boy so i right. don't know but you know to to keep those visions of beauty standardized beauty away from your daughters is more work than showing them a healthy way oh 100 yeah. percent. yeah because you can show them a healthy way all day long but when all of their examples in the outside world, yeah. you know, they're being bombarded by it, right. are 
unhealthy examples and you have like one of my daughters always wanted to be a model you know she's almost 510 she's gorgeous gorgeous gray eyes i mean shut your mouth all my kids are gorgeous but um my oldest is a little bit shorter but this one actually was tall enough to be a model Mm -hmm. and then you have tyra banks calling her size a plus size model well that just like it, it broke her. There's nothing plus size about her. No. There's nothing plus size no. about her. She's five fucking ten. And she played volleyball and she pl- and she ran track. She had a track runner sprinter's body with a mm-hmm. butt and thighs and muscle. And that is not plus size. Right. Whenever she would go to buy a size, you know, 10 or 11 pair of jeans to fit her thighs into it, you could just see her face fall. And I just wanted to throw punch, mm-hmm. you know, the people on TV that are calling her anything other than normal and, right. and healthy and beautiful and making number one, we shouldn't pigeonhole anything. Right. We, we shouldn't, we shouldn't make anything the golden standard. Absolutely. We should fucking normalize just people being the way they are as long as it's healthy. Yeah. Man, wouldn't that be nice? I feel like if we could just remove judgment. Yeah. Just solve it all <laughs> yeah i i have actually liked this move where everyone's getting off of cable television and they're starting to watch netflix and hulu and amazon prime they're starting to choose their shows mm-hmm. as opposed to just being fed whatever the network decided to feed them right i'm liking that because you can be more choosy in what you watch mm-hmm. and what you binge and I think that that has played a huge role in in helping with all of this. Yeah, you're right. Because, you know, you've got great shows like The Handmaid's Tale, where the main character is not your typical, she's beautiful, but oh, she's gorgeous. not your typical beautiful main character. You know, right. you know what I'm saying? By society, past standards. Mm-hmm. She's an actress. She's there to act. She's there to bring you into the story and make your heart fall out of your chest and your gut wrench and all of that. Mm -hmm. And I love that we are moving away and being more selective in what we watch. Cable television is not your, your norm anymore. Yeah, you're right. And just to follow along that same example with the main character from the hands made handmaid's tale. (laughs) I can talk. She's a whole focus of the show, but the focus is never on her hotness no or her sexiness or it her femininity comes into play most definitely but it's not in the same way that maybe we've seen it in our years growing up yeah you know i feel like the focus is different you can have a main character in a show or a movie that is female and the focus isn't on look how hot she is look how sexy exactly you know thank you yeah Yeah. look how hot she is when she kicks someone's ass yeah Yeah. (laughs) oh my gosh those movies (laughs) That, yeah, I, I love Charlize Theron, but she, and like so many other actresses, it, it's not always just about their acting. It's also about how they look. Right. And there are some very extremely talented people out there that are being overlooked because they don't look like Jennifer Aniston or Charlize, Charlize Theron or Scarlett Johansson or right, whoever. Right. And they're being overlooked because oh, no one's going to want to see them on TV. Well, really, look at the fucking Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, right. And, and that's not saying that she's ugly by any means. She represents 
the everyday person. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a good way to word it. Yeah. And like you said earlier, there's not a lot of representation of just what we picture to be like us, Mm -hmm. but she is. We can see the mother in her and the, you know, no makeup and the normal and she resonates with us more than I I think of Mr. and Mrs. Smith and... (laughs) Yeah. Great movie, but would it have been as fabulous if Angelina Jolie wasn't so hot kicking everyone's ass? Probably not. Probably not. You know? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Would it have been? I mean, if you think about it, would it have been if you had someone who was extremely talented and you were just drawn to their personality in the movie? Hmm. Yeah. Good point. Because think about it. Let's flip it. Zach Galifianakis, Seth Rogen... All of those typical not hot, gorgeous Bradley Cooper looking men, they're getting main characters and we're drawn to their personalities and things like that. So if you compare it to, let's look at the the female casting versus the male casting. How How many main movies do you see where you have someone that isn't Jennifer Aniston or drop dead gorgeous? I think... It's definitely not as common, but I, I, I picture like the, and this is no offense to those actresses, because obviously they listen to every episode that yeah. we put out, yes. Yes, but they do. like Tina Fey, Amy Poehler, Maya Rudolph. But Tina Fey, Tina Fey, I, I will actually put in that other thing where, I mean, she's so pretty and yeah. she's still, the role she plays still focuses on being pretty. I, I feel like they're all pretty. But they're not the same sort of pigeonhole, drop dead gorgeous. True. They're not the Bradley Cooper or the Brad Pitt or the Jennifer Aniston. Or, you know, I, I feel like they would fit more in the Zach Galifianakis, Seth Rogen. I don't think so because no? they're still they're still beautiful women. Okay. You see what I'm saying? They're yeah. still skinny. They're still, I mean, I would compare, um, what's her name from Bridesmaids? Uh she got a start, or she, not Maya Rudolph. No, the rebels. No, the that she wasn't in Bridesmaids. Oh, um, Melissa McCarthy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about that kind of character. Okay. And, that, and everyone's going to listen to this and go, "Oh, you meet a big woman." No, I'm saying not your typical. Because to me, Tin, Tina Fey's still beautiful. Yeah. To me, Amy Poehler's still pretty. You know what I mean? So. Even though they're, they're comedians, they still have the typical female look where they still can play, you know, beautiful women. But how often, you know, Melissa McCarthy came on the scene and she blew it up and we loved her. And then we saw her start to change herself into what Hollywood thought she needed to look like. Mm-hmm. Remember when she lost all that weight yeah. and she started changing Look at Rebel Wilson. And I'm not saying she, don't get healthy. Right. I don't want to say that. But you, even those women who are beautiful just the way they are, are starting to morph into what Hollywood thinks that they should look like. Yeah. In order to maintain leading roles. Right. Yeah, yeah. You're Whereas right, you're right. Zach Galifianakis doesn't have to. You know? And Seth Rogen doesn't have to. And it, it just... It... I think a Hollywood has a bigger standard on on women. I, I, I think Hollywood and the world. Yeah. Oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah. 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 
hopefully the world is changing Mm -hmm. about that, but we need Hollywood to change about that. So that's like the chicken or the egg kind of question. Does society force that change to Hollywood or does Hollywood make that change and therefore influence everyone else? I think Hollywood's responsible for that. I think that is a responsibility of Hollywood. If we're progressing and we're normalizing and we're making big strides, I think Hollywood as a as a producer of that kind of image mm-hmm. needs to change and put out more because they'll say, Oh, well, we can't do that. Or no one will go see it. Well, that's not true. Right. But you've proven that in the past. Absolutely. You, you put Melissa McCarthy at her biggest or her in the bridesmaids. I mean, she wore no makeup and was just, she was, so she was amazing. <laughs> What's that other movie she's in with Jason Bateman? Oh my God. I love that movie. That I agree. Is I so fucking hilarious. What she's singing in the car. Yeah. 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 Oh my God. I can't I remember it. the name of yes. it. But it's a funny movie. You've proven that you can get huge box office hits mm-hmm. by not putting a bombshell on the screen and actually going for actual talent. Right. You know, someone else might have been more talented for that role, but you chose the typical, oh, booms and bleh. Oh my gosh, right? Yeah. Look at Captain Marvel. She has no fucking personality. She is a rock in a driveway when it comes to personality. But she looks damn good on screen. She was a huge flop. People, people, huge Marvel fans watched that and they were like, fuck, (laughs) that's terrible. Because they went for looks as opposed to talent. And I wonder what makes that different than the male counterparts, though. Because obviously... Well, we're used to seeing Superman and everybody just jacked. But but they found men that are physically appealing and have talent. Yeah. Why can't they do the same with the females? I mean, don't get me wrong. There are... Angelina Jolie is super talented. Mm -hmm. Super talented. So many of those bombshells are talented. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. But they milk them dry until the next bombshell comes along. Mm -hmm. And then they throw them to the wayside. Because they get wrinkles or yeah yeah because yes i just think that there are other options out there that people we could open up to yeah you know there are people who go through art school and and acting school and theater school whatever and would love to go and be an actress but can't because they don't look a certain way yeah and that's all on hollywood right I'm not going to hold society to that. because How many times have we watched a movie and we said, you know what? It was an amazing movie. It was so fucking amazing. And there wasn't any big names in it. It was just all ordinary people. Yeah. And it made the movie. You weren't looking at Brad Pitt. You know, you, you weren't looking at those people. Right, right. It was no names and they were fucking amazing. Yeah. Because you weren't focusing on that beauty standard. Yeah, no. you're totally right. I think Hollywood needs to do that more often. Yeah, I would agree. Will they do that, though, without the general public pushing for it? I don't think so, but I don't know why, because I will give you two examples that proves my point. Charlize Theron. Mm-hmm. Fucking gorgeous. Yeah, she is. Worship her. I'm by and I do her all day long. <laughs> Sexy as fuck. I'm just going to put that She's gorgeous. There. I'm yeah, just going to sure. say that one more time. Do, I needed a moment. But, okay. <laughs> Before you go on with the story, let me just understand. Okay. Do you find her attractive? Um, yes. Oh, okay. Okay, now I understand. Please continue. Okay. I wasn't sure. Okay. One of her biggest movies, Monster. Oh my gosh, I love that movie so much. What does she look like? Shit. <laughs> right? Yeah. Okay. Well, that was pure talent. Uh, okay. 
Now I'm going to go one more. Monster Ball. Have you seen it? It's funny that they're both. I think it's called Monster Ball. The one Holly with- Berry? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Ironic that they yeah. both have Monster Ball. Oh, yeah, you're right. Oh what does she That's her like? best role. Best role. Fucking amazing. Yeah. Pure and she's count. gorgeous. Yep. But absolutely looks like an everyday person in yeah. it. And it's talent. And it's talent. Right. So those two movies alone should prove that when you take away the glitz and the glamour and you just go with raw talent and you stop focusing on the beauty. Right. And putting those standards out there and get back to what movies should be. Hmm. Society will, you'll get Oscar winning movies. Okay. Yeah. Regardless of the beauty standard of the main actor. Nobody watches those two movies and thinks, wow, that person's hot. Yeah. They look like shit. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, you're so right. Yeah. All right, Hollywood. Hop to it. Amen. All right. <laughs> I think this has been a good episode. I think it has, too. We, we were all around that topic, all over. which I love. Yeah, in, in all different yeah. aspects of it. So. Which is good. Yeah. Yeah, I hope it opens up some good conversation because I, I know that uh, the majority, not all, but the majority of our listeners are female, and so I'd be interested yeah. to hear. And, and actually the male perspective, too. Yeah. It would be curious to hear what your thoughts about that are. Yeah, I agree. All right. Well, this is episode 12. Start joining us on Tuesday nights on Clubhouse, the app. There's an app called Clubhouse. And we are going to start taking past episodes and doing little mini topics on those little mini uh, live topics. Mm-hmm. We've recently participated in a couple of other clubhouse discussions and we just really love the platform. It's neat to be able to listen in, but then to also be able to join the conversation yep. if you want to. And I think it'll be really fun to get that discussion going. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So we will take past topics and just kind of revamp them and run with them and open them up to people who join us live. Yes. So download Clubhouse and uh, we'll put some information on our social media when we get there. Yes, we will. All right. Have a great week.